Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, did you know that 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to a lack of communication during projects? The team over at BuildBook has solved that problem once and for all with a tool that keeps all the conversations and decisions between you, your team, and your clients in one place. Their simple, powerful app helps you create daily logs, schedule and manage your client tasks, keep track of selections, process change orders, and so much more. I met the BuildBook team in Vegas at IBS earlier this year, where they were chosen as a finalist for the most innovative construction tool of 2020, which is saying a lot considering how many tools are actually out there. If you're looking to remove the stress from your projects, make your clients happier, and increase your profits, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. There's absolutely no risk to try it. So go ahead and hit pause and text build book to 33777 to take advantage of the trial and score the 45% off. This deal isn't available anywhere else. So I recommend at least trying out the software. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 103 with Brian Sebring. And Brian owns a design build remodeling company out in the Chicago area. And he and I go way back. We often, when we're at an event or a conference or something like that, we'll grab a couple of drinks and head over and talk digital marketing, kind of nerd out for a little bit. And so figured it would be a good opportunity to bring him in and share some of what he's learned over the last five years in working on his website, participating in digital marketing, and kind of a unique opportunity that came out of that as well that I think you'll be kind of interested to learn more about. So sit back and enjoy. This is episode 103 with Brian Sebring. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to dive into the conversation because you're one of those people that has been paying attention, investing in digital marketing for quite some time. I think you were probably an early adopter, but I was trying to think about when we first met. I think it might have been in an RA uh, Remodelers Advantage roundtable that I was sitting in on, or do you remember something like that? You and I first met, yeah, when you were in probably Orion. I think you were with Orion, either that or Helios, but yeah, one of those groups. And then I met, I met your dad you know, before that, your dad, I don't know if your dad's with you anymore, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a really good guy. But yeah, I think predominantly I met you in that group where you sat in for three days. So I got to know you a little bit there. Yeah. And, and it was quite some time ago. And something that sticks out to me about that, that group is I felt like you took a little bit of heat or just an extra line of questioning for always spending so much time on your website. And I think people thought you were tinkering and doing all these things. They're like, you shouldn't be spending all this time, but uh, I, I feel like that that paid off for you and you've been able to leverage that digital channel. So before we dive into the digital realm, maybe you can just give people kind of a quick overview, your business, the types of projects that you guys do, that sort of thing. 
Yeah, we're Sebring Design Build is the company. Been around for 20, well, 21 years now, since 1999. Uh, we do kitchens, bathrooms, basements, additions, and some new homes, mostly remodeling them. Uh, we are design build, so we have a design studio here in Naperville, Illinois. That's just about 40 minutes west of the city of Chicago. I have three designers on staff, so you know we're a moderately sized company. The projects that we do, I guess, our ideal projects have design and managing of, I tell this to customers, probably at least 10 to 100 vendors and subs involved in it. If it, does, if it has less than that, it starts to get to a point where a homeowner can do things on, her own, on their own and they don't really need us. If they don't need design, usually it's not a good fit. So yeah, it's been, we switched over to Sebring Design Build about four years ago. We used to be called Sebring Services. Uh, we did that to try to find more clients that fit our niche rather than when you hear when you hear services it's kind of very general so i just i was trying to niche down and we don't we don't do partial projects we you know our our strength is start to finish redesigning the space making it better and we do pull and replace they want as long as there's selections and stuff but um that's our normal you know i guess our, our ideal client cool cool and yeah when when do you think it was that you kind of first took an interest to the the website and digital marketing and seeing that as a real marketing channel. 2015, I had redone, I think I told you this story in the past, but I, a long time ago, I uh, redid my website and spent a lot of money on, on our website and it was custom. It wasn't in WordPress. It's like $15,000 five years ago. And some people will tell you that's not a lot of money for a website. Other people will tell you that's a lot of money. It just depends on who you talk to. What I, what I got out of it, it was a lot of money. And then once I did that, all my SEO that I had for 15 years tanked. They literally didn't do things. They didn't do, you know, 301 redirects. They, they just kind of 301 redirect. They just redirected back to the main page instead of some of the, the content I had in there to help. And so I, I remember going to that company and to um, the guy I knew there, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is now when you spend $3,000 a month in Google AdWords. I'm like, I don't have that much money. And it honestly, it pissed me off, to be honest, to be blunt enough to the point where I'm like, I'm going to at least understand this and learn this so I can choose to hire somebody else and become knowledgeable. So when I hire someone, I can hold them accountable and say, okay, I'm about to give you a lot of money. What should I expect? And then what happens if it doesn't happen? You know? And so, um, so yeah, I kind of, I call it a rabbit hole. I went down the digital marketing rabbit hole and it, it is a very big rabbit hole. And when I talk to other remodeler across the nation, a lot of times when I start to get into the details, their eyes glaze over and they're like, yeah, I'll just hire somebody else to do it. And so I always say to them, you hire someone else to do drywall and tape your, you know, your projects, but you don't do it yourself. But at least you understand what drywall, what the correct way to do it is. And the problem, I think, with this industry is that people just hire a drywaller and don't really understand what good quality, you know, value-driven drywaller is. The same thing, you know, with their website. So I think they just kind of hire and then I, mean, I get a lot of these calls because everyone knows them in marketing and remodelage advantage. I'm like, can I get a lot of calls like, you know, friends and in other groups in my group saying, hey, you know, my contract's coming up. You know, I don't think I've gotten value. I'm like, well, when you signed it, what did you expect? And they're like, well, I don't know, calls. How many calls? <laughs> and I always say, did you talk to them? Did you talk to them and say, this is what I expect? And most of the time it's not. And so it's just a lot of guys in our industry tend to just um, gloss over this. This is the lifeblood of our industry. 
if we don't have leads, if we don't have good leads, we're not in business. You know, obviously there's other parts of it too. You have to be good at sales too, but you don't have the people calling and you know, calling your phone. You're, you're not going to stay in business. So I, I feel like a lot of owners and remodelers don't spend the time to understand it so that they can hand it off to a company like yours or do it in-house if they want to spend that money and they want to take the time. I'll be honest with you, Spencer, you, you should be teaching people about this. You should be teaching a course about, you know, you could probably sell a course on how to, you know, hire a digital marketing agency and have success with it. And because uh, I think there'd be a lot of guys that would pay for it just to learn that aspect of it and then to, um, you know, to gain a lot from it, I guess. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we, we hear it all the time and I kind of equate the, the chuck in the truck to the fly-by-night SEO company, you know, because yeah, I'll hop on a call and they say, yeah, I've been working with an SEO company for a year or two years and I pay 300 bucks a month or 700 or a thousand. It's kind of in that range. And uh, I say, great, what are they doing for you? And the answer is usually, I don't know, or some keyword stuff, you know, but it's not, it's not all these other pieces that are involved too. You know, SEO is a part of it, but there's, there's a lot more to it. So I guess I'm curious. You, so you kind of 2015, you went through the website, got burned. You're like, all right, I'm going to dig in and learn this. And I know you have been doing all this stuff in house and taking on. I'm sure you maybe piecemeal out some parts, but you understand what you want done. So, how long was it until you started to feel like, oh wow, I'm seeing the fruits of my labor and my knowledge and understanding of all this stuff, and I'm. I know I'm on the right track, even if you're not where you want it to be. So there's two, two, two parts of that. With leads, probably took about a year and a half, legitimately. I mean, this, I always tell people this is a, uh, a marathon, not a sprint. If you want to sprint, go spend money on Google AdWords, Facebook leads. And we, spend money on, we spend money on both. But if you want SEO, it's one of those things that you invest some time and money in there, and then it can last for a long time. But you can't just set it and forget it. You have to keep doing it. You have to, you know, create new content. You have to constantly be adding to your website because, you know, Google likes that. But, um, but yeah, so probably a year and a half, as far as some of the earning some income from my website, I, I started doing that maybe um, a year ago because I started to really, in, you know, the traffic is, was, in, was going nuts. Partly, I, I, one of the biggest things I've learned is how to just grow traffic Unfortunately, nationally to my website. I'll be honest with you, for <laughs> yeah. me, I, you know, for me, I'll be honest with you, it's almost easier to get national traffic than it is to get local traffic because this this market is really, really, really competitive. And I feel like local SEO just keeps changing. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, manipulative tactics going on with the Google Maps, and you know, there's a lot of black hat SEO that Google doesn't catch on a local level. They may catch on a national level, but I deal with it all the time where, you know, you look at the map pack and you look at these companies and I've never even heard of them. They're not in my area, but they're suddenly popping up in my town. And so, um, you know, they have addresses and PO boxes and stuff where they, where they do that. So yeah, it's, I think it's easier for me with that, but yeah, probably a year and a half to start, yeah. getting, to start getting my SEO back. When we start getting leads and people telling me they got my information from the web. Yeah. And, and that's a good time frame. You know, you, you'll see traffic increases and you can see some lead increases before then but that's you know a good mile marker to say okay like i'm really feeling it now and in a positive way and and you just mentioned something interesting that probably not a lot of people know about but you said oh it was maybe last year that you started 
earning other income besides like leads that turn into, you know, remodeling projects. So maybe and enlighten people there. They're going, what do you mean you're making money from your website? You know, what does that look like? And yeah, what have you done to start monetizing that traffic as you were describing it? I would say, well, two falls ago. So about a year and a half ago, I was at Remodeler's Advantage and they had, I think they called it, don't quote me, I think they called it legacy or take that what, what it was. It was about handing your business down to a family member or selling your business. And, and so there's many talks about how you're, how to add things to your business to make it more valuable. Meaning think outside the box. You know, some people are talking about adding a handyman division you know, earning income off of just doing architectural drawings if you have an architect on staff. And, and I, I have been thinking a while about, you know, I know a lot about digital marketing. How can I make money off of that? From that, it kind of motivated me to say, okay, we need to start putting ads in our blog, in my blog. And so part of these, I'm a local company and all the remodelers will go, well, why would you put ads on your, on your page? And it's because I was getting so much traffic. And I'll be honest, even my blog, I get 99% of the people who go on my blog are not from my service area. Um, it's like 1%. Now, I get like 99% of my local pages, like About Us and, you know, just the stuff that local, that 99% is local, but um, and 1% is national, where the blog is the opposite. 1% is local, 99% is national. So, so I decided to try to figure out a way to start putting ads on my, my blog articles and starting at doing that. We, we kind of dipped our toe originally and we started seeing a little bit of money come in. I'm like, oh, I'm making a little bit of money. And, and then I um, started to realize that it makes sense to, because I know how to keyword research. I know how to, I know how to, to see what other people are doing. I mean, it's digital marketing. It, it's so funny. It's, it's the most exposed. Anybody, if you know what you're doing, you can see what everyone else is doing. It's like, it's, you know, in any other competitive atmosphere, you can't, you can't see the secret sauce of what other people are doing, but you can see the secret sauce of what other people are doing with their websites, at least on a national level, you can. So you can certainly see how people are doing and why they're doing well and, and certainly model that or make yours better. I mean, we don't do any copying or anything like that, but it's certainly, certainly look at say, okay, that website did that. We could, we could do this, 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 and this and make it better. So anyway, so yeah, we have ads. We also have started to create some articles on, um, you know, re- you know, doing uh, tool um, best of like, you know, best circular saw, best table saw. And all that is reviews and look, reviewing that stuff. Some of it we use, some of it we don't, some of it we research on Amazon's reviews. That's been slowly gaining as well. So it's been uh, a good amount of money. It's actually helped us through some of this. It went down during the um, pandemic for a, a couple months. You know, there's, you know, the ad spend was down, so we were, we were making more, making less money. But then it's popped back up now, and so um, yeah, it's really helped us through that. That's good. Yeah, and I think you know, to your point, and just thinking about what makes the business more sustainable, or you know, that's a huge component. And the way I look at it with this stuff is like, like you said, you start creating this content, you start getting traffic, and the whole point of it is to get more leads, but then you just have these chunks of traffic or flows of traffic that aren't from your area. They're not going to do work, but the post was helpful. And so it's just, how do I get compensated for being helpful? And that's where those, those ads come in. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're at the point now where, I mean, basically the income I made off the website pays for the entire marketing budget of a local level. And I do have I have a dedicated marketing person right now. And then I do have a couple of virtual assistants that help create articles. 
you know, I, I've you know, gone down that aspect too, which is health as well. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls. And inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. So, so going back to when you first kind of took the interest, went down the rabbit hole, you know, you fast forward 18 months and you're like, okay, we're getting more leads and this is, I'm on the right path. Where should somebody start if they're going, okay, I have a website. I think it looks fine, but it's not really producing. Yeah. Where, where do they begin? You know, whether that's education or activities or strategy tactics, what would you okay. say? I mean, if you're looking for local leads, which most everyone's going to be mostly doing, I would type in, you know, local SEO, right? I mean, all you have to do is, you know, and there's tons of YouTube videos. There's, I mean, if, they, if people want to understand it, start there, right? How to build my local SEO from citations to Google My Business to getting backlinks, you know, do follow backlinks to your website. There's, on a local level, I would start there. As far as tactics, personally, I think the number one thing to do is start building out localized pages. For me, that's, I mean, because I have 40 municipalities that I do work in. I'm only appearing in Naperville where, my, where I'm located. So it's building service pages that are unique in content. And I, you know, I had video that I had. I had, we had tons of, we've done video and stuff in our marketing. We have from, um, you know, reviews, you know, some, from face-to-face video with clients that obviously talk really great about us. And we have time-lapse videos. So all those pages are unique. You know, we literally had them written and they're all, you know, they all, we just did collapsible, you know, when I say collapsible, you know, page for kitchen, bath and basement edition, but that based on the town. We originally tried to do basement remodeling or kitchen remodeling, you know, not even Wheaton, which is a town near here. And then we had a separate one for basement remodeling Wheaton. And, you know, it got to be too many pages. And what we found, we ended up collapsing those into one page and, and linking through and redirecting them all to that page because we were getting links, but it was just hard to get links to those pages. Those are the hard thing, hardest thing to do. So localized pages, if you live in an area where you, I mean, if you're lucky and you only have five towns, create five pages. Personally, it is better to have a service page for everything you do, but it's just it's a lot of work to create a page for every service. So but it's got to be unique content. So that, for me, that's the number one tactic I would tell another person if they don't have. And then obviously you got to build out the citations. You got to build up the reviews on Google My Business and, you know, and then regularly post. So when we get photos in, 
from a project. We regularly post it to house. We had a process. We had it to Yelp. We had it to house. We had it to Google My Business. You know, we do all these things and put fresh content on everything. And that, that does help as well. But it's, it's, um, it's learning local SEO. I wouldn't even try to tackle what I do on a national level. It's just pointless, um, I think, personally. But um, it's the local stuff that helps. Yeah, that makes sense. And what does your kind of activity plan look like, you know, in terms of on a monthly basis? Are you participating in social media? How many blogs are you trying to write? How, how often do you update the website? Those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, we, we use many tools for social media. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I do social media just because I have to. I don't, I, I don't, I, on an organic level, I just don't think. <laughs> I, I, because I have tools, it makes it worth doing. But if I was literally doing them by hand, it'd be a waste of money and waste of time to do. I don't, I mean, what I tend to do is when I post on an organic level, if I get some feedback from our clients, you know, on Facebook or something, I'll then boost it to see if it's worth making it into a Facebook ad. Everyone is pay to play now in my mind, uh, even Instagram. I mean, I've got 14,000 followers on Instagram. We built up our follower base a few years ago and we only get a few hundred people that actually, you know, communicate with it. So Instagram is definitely algorithmed me out of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, so we use tools like Tailwind for Pinterest, if you're heard of Tailwind. So we, put, we pin regular to Pinterest. We use um, Social Bee, which is like Meet Edgar, if you've heard of that. Social Bee is, is evergreen content where, you know, I have, I have probably 300, you know, blog articles that I can keep reposting. And we have it in different bins and different days where it automatically posts without us doing anything. It took time to build that up. But once we do that, it just posts regularly. And then we, and my goal for this year was to create a blog article, blog article for every working day. So not 365, but whatever, you know, take off holidays, whatever working day, that was the goal. And um, we're ahead of that because of, honestly, because of COVID, a lot of my staff went to start doing, helping with the blog articles when, you know, when there was nothing to do and uh, they were getting PPP funds. I kept them busy by getting a ton of, um, you know, a ton of that stuff. So that is how, so we're ahead of the game and still that's the goal. And then next year, we're probably going to start looking into um, rewriting some of those articles and start building up, you know, and that's all more on the um, ads, getting more money for ads, but, you know, using tools like Surfer SEO and understanding, you know, you know, how we could rewrite it or update it or change it and make it better. So, yeah, I mean, but a lot of that I'm not doing. I mean, I, I do the keyword research. I load it. I use a tool called Asana. You're part of Asana. Yep. We use Um, it here. Yeah. So Asana is, we have processes that, you know, every single article gets into Asana where we have keywords and, and that sort of thing in there. And then they check off it and then they let me know they're done. And I mean, really all I'm doing is doing keyword research and loading it off to the virtual assistants and they're doing the work. And so it's ghostwriting. I review everything that's done. And some, obviously sometimes I'll, I'll run outlines. Tell them what I want them to write, depends on what they're doing. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. it is. Yeah. And, and the stuff that you're running through is after multiple years of building the system and, and getting gotten, you just got to get started. One of the things that I hear often is, why should I invest in all this kind of internet leads or junk? You know, they're, they're not like referral leads. You know, what would you say to that? They're not junk, but they're not as good as referral leads. I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely tell you that. But, I, you know, it's, it's, that goes with any marketing, right? I mean, you, yes. get, you get smaller contractors 
I mean, for years, I remember friends, local founders saying, I don't spend any money on marketing. It was almost like a prideful thing. Like, I don't need to spend any money because I'm so amazing that I get clients referring you. Well, that's awesome until we get a 2008 that happens and suddenly all your leads dry up. You know, you have to create, I call it new branches, right? You got you to gotta have our, our new roots, right? I mean, when you get a, a lead from, a, from the internet or from Facebook or whatever, the non-referral leads, it's just an opportunity to then get more referrals from them, right? So if you, if you have a, a future thinking brain, you should be doing, you should be spending marketing. I mean, that's, I'm in Ramallah's advantage. We talked about you know, that earlier, but, um, you know, I think they say two to 3% you should be spending of your revenue. And um, at least, to be honest with you, at least. So if you're not, and, it, and really what it comes down to, it's just, it's not even on a percentage basis. It's less than half our leads come from non-referral or past clients, but it's to try to grow and, and keep it going because eventually, you know, referrals can die down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially as you grow as a company and it's not just one person doing the work, right? Years ago when I was doing the work myself and I was a project manager and Everyone referred me because I was, the, you know, it was me. That was it. And I'm like, oh, I love Brian. And you know, when you grow as a company, you're, you know, honestly, you're less likely to get a, re- a passionate client, because, even though they all they love all my staff. But when it's just me alone, they're like, I want to help that dude grow his business, right? I love him, and I'll just tell ten people. Well, as you grow as a company, it's a little less personal on that level. Even though, again, we get people that leave leave us reviews all the time, but it's just less likely to get referrals as you grow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so glad you said that. There's a few things in there. One, the the whole like badge of honor, not spending on marketing is just, it's silly, right? You know, because we're in, it's a project-based business. You got to keep reselling the work every year, which means you're really a marketing engine that happens to do remodeling, you know? And so you've got to keep, keep that going. And yeah, you're never going to get a better lead than a referral lead, but those are only a portion of a portion of your lead flow. And so you think about your marketing channels and those will close at a lower rate. They may require more education. It may be a longer sale, but to your point, it's still a new customer. And then now they're a new person in your referral base. And, and if you only have referrals, then you're probably not going to be at the revenue level that you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to, the, the light. So the likelihood for, so I, and I've talked to guys who are like, yeah, all we do is referrals and we're growing like mad. And uh, normally my next question is, are you making any money? Because it is usually a balance to that, right? It's if you are growing like mad only on referrals, it's that a lot of it's your cheap, right? Um, yes. Again, I'm painting a broad brush and I get that. And there's going to be people listening like, well, I charge a lot of money. I, at the end of the day is you know, what it comes down to is what is that? What are you really making, right? And so many people don't really understand a comparable to other successful companies, how much they should be making. And I mean, that RA did that, Ramal's Advantage did that for me when you start to understand what other people are doing. And I thought I was doing well. I'm like, no, I'm not doing well at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can be doing so much better if I just understood a lot more about my business and understood the whole idea of marketing and spending that money. It's an investment. And it can be a poor investment depending on who you give that money to, or it can be a really, really good investment. Some of the money I spent back in 2016 and 17 building out my website, building out content, some of it has paid tons back, right? Because I got ads on it and I've got leads from it, you know, and then other things aren't. So you just, you know, where to put your money in marketing, that's the challenge. It's not whether you should market, it's where you're going to put the money. And, it, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to invest in house. Does it make sense to invest in Angie's List or Yelp or Home Advisor, all these things? 
you know, it depends on your company and what you want and what you want to charge and all that stuff. And so that's really the challenge I have is like, okay, where do I want to put this allotment of money towards that'll give me the best bang for my buck? Yeah. And you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like with marketing, you can always do more. You can always test. You can always. And so it's a big game of prioritization and how does it fit, you know, into your strategy? Because yeah, if you're design build, like home advisor, probably not a great path for you, but you've got to know that and you've got to commit to that as your, your strategy. So for those that are, that are listening that, you know, have not gone down the path or the rabbit hole as far as you have, if you could leave them with kind of some parting advice on, you know, exploring digital marketing and, and getting into it, you know, what would you want people to know to help bring the industry up to speed on kind of some of the things you've learned the hard way? There's a lot of really good content online. And uh, uh, there is a documentary by the Content Marketing Institute. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Marcus, I think his name is Sheridan. I don't know if he, he, he's yep. in, that, in that little documentary. Honestly, people do a search for that. They'll be able to find it. That is probably one of the first things I watched to understand content marketing, period, how it's come up through history. You know, even before there was no digital marketing, how people use content to grow their fan base, grow their, you know, people, you know, the whole idea, and I've had customers tell me this, they said, by the time they were done on my website, and they said, I've been researching this for a few months. I love that when I hear that. I've been on your website 10 times. I love that. That's like, you know, that's amazing to my ears. And then they say, you know, normally it's after to say, you know, we spend more time on your website and we learn more from you that we had to hire you. Normally, they don't tell me that in the beginning. <laughs> but, and, or, you know, I, just had, I had a client recently tell me, we did not get other bids. You were the only one. And, you know, when I hear that, if anything, I get nervous. I'm like, don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. You know, I mean, like, I don't want you to, think, I want you to know that I'm going to treat you like everyone else, give you the best price. And, you know, I've had some people be candid with me about it. But the bottom line is, is that start and do something. When I first did this in 2016, I, looked, I read a ton of articles on, from HubSpot. HubSpot's got a ton of content. A little old now. I have not found any from them, but you know, go on YouTube and start typing in local SEO. How to you know you know how to do local SEO on my website. Understand. I use WordPress. I would personally, I wouldn't recommend any other system. WordPress is everything you can get is cheap on there, and it's it's a good system for me. And learn WordPress. Understand your website if you want to do that. If not, find a good marketing agency that actually will teach you. My first marketing agency, I required them. I want to sit on a call with you once a week and we need to go through this together. We'll, I'll pay for that. And they taught me how to use WordPress. They said, okay, this, this, I had questions. I, they, would, you know, they would teach me. And, and I, I was very open about that. And, and I think their hope was, okay, you're not, you're not going to want to do this because you're a business owner. And eventually I, I just hired someone in-house because I knew what I wanted. But that's not for everyone. Actually, I would say it's not for most. Having an understanding of it so that I can talk to someone like you on maybe not an even level, but closer to even level than, uh, than you being, you know, A knowledge and me a F knowledge, if you know what I mean. And so the more you can do that, just like a drywaller, just like a carpenter, just like a tile installer, when you, when you talk to a marketing person, you need to understand it. And there's tons on YouTube. There's literally, if you want to do it all yourself, you can do it all yourself and just go to YouTube. And there's over the shoulder training all for free. I mean, it's all over the place. I trust me. I see. I. I mean, I'm on it all the time, trying to learn new tactics and understanding because it changes so regularly. So, Google. It's great. It's a great, <laughs> great source. 
And I tell you, when I did it, I did it in the evenings. I would go home and instead of sitting in front of TV, I would sit and watch a movie with whatever family, my wife or whatever, and I would be reading stuff online and learning it in my off time because I knew that I couldn't take the day time during the day to learn it. And that was my choice, but it may not be the right for other people. But if you really want to understand it, you got to take the extra time to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's good advice. And I mean, sometimes when, when you get to that point where you're either going to trade time or money, you know, and so if you want to trade the time, you got to carve it out, you know, and that's, that's how I launched my business is like, you're working on it during the day. And then at night, it was, you know, grinding out those things that you knew were going to be those extra things to, to get you to the next level. So, well, Brian, this has been awesome. I appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge. Um, we've got one last segment of the show that we, uh, we've got five questions. We ask every guest, we call it the fast five. So just say whatever comes to mind and we'll go rapid fire. First question is, uh, what is your favorite business book and why? Rich Dad Poor Dad is the first thing that came to mind. I, it was one of the first ones I read back when I was 17 years old, understanding the whole idea of owning a business or, um, rather than even working in the business and having a passion to get out of my business someday too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great one. All right. Next question. Who is the most inspirational person in your life? Inspir- inspirational. You know, I would say in, I don't have anybody in this today. I have had some people in the past that have helped me through that, um, that come to mind. I, yeah, I had two. So one thing I've learned is that, you know, people that say they're self-made is garbage. No one is self-made. Everyone, I mean, it's just so rare to find literally someone self-made. Someone's helped you along the way. And I was, I was helped. I had two, two people, Peter and Mark, two friends of mine. One when I was a teenager and one the first year or two of business back in 1999 and 2000. Uh, Mark taught me a work ethic. And, you know, Peter taught me relational uh, sales and working with clients and always doing what's right and then quality work. And from those two people in my life, it, it helped me run my own business. So that's awesome. Awesome. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? I'm, a, I'm big into time travel. Time and, travel? That's yeah. A good I, one. <laughs> I, I constantly in the last three months thought to myself, man, if I could have known what was going on in the last three months, even... In January, I mean, if you, the funniest thing is, and I'll, a little side note, I told my, my wife, I sat her down in January, and we we're watching the news and watching China build hospital in like 10 days or something like it with 100 bulldozers, but 100 bulldozers, I'm like, something is going on and no one's talking about it. What is going on? Like, why is the media not talking about it? So I guess it was there in front of my face, but I didn't want, want to believe that it could come here. But yeah, I think going back and forth time, I'm really... I really enjoy, I really enjoy the idea of that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, describe yourself in three words. Loyal, helpful, I would say, and generous. Awesome. You know, for me, it's, it's I'm loyal to my friends. The ones that are loyal to me, I'm loyal to. I probably as a business owner, I'm too loyal at times, probably. I really enjoy... I think part of that I should be guilty too, because those people in my life that have helped me, I can't repay them. So I want to help other people. That's where I say, if I'm generous, I just want to help other people. I am pretty transparent, even, you know, even with people in my own market, they want to ask me questions. I would be very helpful to them, but um, yeah. That's awesome. All right. Final question. If you could leave our listeners one piece of advice, what would that be? I, you know, I've been on a bunch of podcasts. This is the number one, and people have asked me that. You're not alone. 
I think so many people feel like when they're in this business, they're alone. And, you know, once I joined Remodelers Advantage, I, le- I met all these remodelers. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm friends with, you know, I'm like, anytime I need something, I could call you up and ask you a question. You'd be helpful. I mean, I, I give that back to other people as well. But, you know, get involved, get on Facebook groups, get on, listen to podcasts. And then when you hear a guest like me, reach out. I mean, I've had people from podcasts reach out to me and I've tried to help them. And, you know, I always, you know, as long as I see an email, I always get back to them, but you are not alone. Stop feeling like you're alone. There's a lot of generous people out there that can, that can possibly help you. Why struggle with it over, why beat your head against the wall when someone else has already done that and people can give you advice. So you're not alone. That's awesome advice. And Brian, thanks again for joining me today. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good to, good to talk to you again. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Brian Sebring. And as always, let's pull out some takeaways and what I uncovered. First takeaway was education. You know, Brian talked about just educating yourself, going to YouTube, going to Google, start typing in things about local SEO, content marketing, inbound marketing, figuring out how these things work. And you can go as deep as you want into the rabbit hole. It is a a deep one for sure. There's a ton of stuff. Um, it's always changing. There are varying opinions at different times on, on different topics and subjects within this bucket. But it's worthwhile to at least understand how some of the mechanisms work, how you can leverage them in your business. So education, I think, is the top one. You're already listening to this podcast. You're getting a lot of that education, but you can go a lot deeper in the weeds. I will say, if you want to go deeper into SEO, check out the Remodel Your SEO mini series that we just launched earlier this year with Danielle from our team. And that one's nine episodes, super deep dive into the SEO world, really good educational material there. Takeaway number two is just getting started, you know, getting the ball rolling, starting to work on your website, building out more pages, starting up your blog. You know, you've kind of got got to get this machine running and you really need to do that by creating helpful content. And that was something that Brian mentioned at the end that he's generous. He likes to share. He likes to educate. It's because he's really adopted that content marketing mindset, which is very value driven. The premise is, hey, I'm going to create blog posts, video, a podcast, whatever form that content takes. But the whole goal is I'm trying to educate my prospects, my future customers. I'm trying to add value to their world and help them make a good decision. And by doing that, you elevate your trust and your credibility and like his example, we hear it so often here at Builder Funnel, you get somebody that reaches out and they're like, I've been reading your stuff, listening to your podcast, watching your videos for so long. Like, who else was I going to go with? And that's what you can create for yourself is they read your blogs, they browse your website, they get all this helpful information, they understand how everything works. They're doing this behind the scenes so you never see it. And then you hear about it on a sales call or after they become a customer and they're like, hey, one of the big you know, decision points for us was that we just trusted you. We got all this great information from your site and we knew you were the right company. So that is the vision for it, but you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start tackling those questions, answering their, their questions as they go through this research process. And so those were a couple of the big takeaways I pulled out from today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And again, I would really appreciate it if you take 30 seconds click into your iTunes app or uh, whatever podcast player you're using, 
click leave a review and then just give us a star rating. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, We love feedback and it helps us spread the word and help more construction companies like yourself. So thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.